Man, it is good to be together on Christmas. Thank you all very much for being here for worship and the word on this Christmas Eve. Really glad you're here. If you're here in person or joining us online, I had to tell you, I, I love that song. There's that line in there, mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. It's good to worship him uh, together, and, and thanks so much. I, I really appreciate uh, your presence. I'll tell you, I love Christmas Eve. I, I love Christmas. I love Christmas at Redemption Chapel. I just love it. Uh, it it's, it's a joy. It's a pleasure. One of the things that I love about Christmas particularly is that it is a celebration of when God threaded the needle. Okay, let me, let me explain what I mean by that. See, God has this phenomenal cosmic power. Like, he can do anything. So there's no sense of doing something harder for God. Nothing's harder. Like, speaking the universe into existence was not a difficult task for him. But, but, to take that phenomenal cosmic power and to pack that down into a little human baby, that's crazy. That's crazy. It reminded me of this line from Aladdin. You're a prisoner? It's all part and parcel of the whole genie gig. Phenomenal cosmic power! Itty bitty living space. Absolutely. Now listen, genie has nothing on Jesus. Okay? Let me read to you from Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. Here's what it says about Jesus Christ. For by him. All things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. Talk about phenomenal cosmic power all packed into an itty-bitty living space. That's crazy. That's crazy. Now, this Jesus, he was a Jewish child. He was born, his stepfather was a poor carpenter, born to a mom who was an unwed pregnant teenager. And and yet he would grow up to turn the world upside down. And as his grand finale, he himself would pay for all our human sin, all our rebellion, all our separation from God, thus opening the way back to God. By the way, speaking of Threading the needle, that brings up uh, another way he threaded the needle. Let me get at it this way. Let's say I did something horrible to you. I don't know, imagine it in your mind. I don't know. I did something horrible to you, but I don't want to own it. I don't want to pay for it. I don't want to deal with it. And so what I do is I have Pastor Jared apologize to you. How's that feel? Let's say I keyed your car. You know I did it. I know you know I did it. I don't want to pay for it. So I have Pastor Jared pay for it. Now, you get your car fixed, but does it feel like justice? doesn't feel right, does it? Okay, why am I going there? Well, listen, spiritually speaking, we have done something horrible to God himself, the God of the universe. We've offended him. We've rebelled against him. And so what we have is this huge problem of human sin, this huge problem of human rebellion, this huge problem of human separation from the one true God. This is a human problem, and it must be solved by humanity. There's no other way. But that's a big problem. Because the the problem's too huge. There's no way we could solve it. The only one who could possibly solve that problem is God himself. Now, I just said two separate things. Did you catch it? The solution to the problem must be human. And it must be divine. 
And until 2,000 years ago, there was no solution to that riddle. Until God took his phenomenal cosmic power and packed it into an itty-bitty living space. That's how he threaded the needle for us. Now, this is mind-blowing. This is earth-shattering. Like, you got to imagine the angels were wigging out. Like, could you imagine being an angel and going, whoa, 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 whoa. Did the second member of the Trinity, the eternal son of God, did he just pack himself? Did he just become a human baby? Did he do that? No way. No way. I love that line from the song King of Kings where it says, from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt. That captures it very, very well. He did that to solve the biggest problem we have, the biggest problem of all human history. That's what he did. And so this birth would not be without some recognition, some fanfare. You see, it kind of happened almost on the sly, right? Like Mary and Joseph over in the stable and the world didn't even notice, but the angels noticed. And so here's what happened. In Luke chapter 2, verse 8, it says, And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling claws and lying in a manger. See, what happened there is God threaded the needle. Okay, but look what happens next. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. You know what I think that is? I think that right there is the very first flash mob. I think that's the first flash mob in human history recorded right there. You know what a flash mob is, right? It's when there's some ordinary time and place. Usually, I don't know why, but it's usually like a mall food court. Almost every time, right? And so there you are. You've gone shopping. You're a little bit hungry. They roped you in with those samples of bourbon chicken. You know what I'm talking about? And so you're like, okay, i got to get a plate. You're sitting down. And, and there is some band or some choir that is kind of prearranged. They show up, pop up, and they start doing their thing. And before you know it, you're in the middle of a music concert going, why didn't I go to Wendy's? Because <laughs> this is weird. I'm, not, I'm usually not a fan of flash mobs. When I see videos of them, it makes me feel awkward in my soul. Like, it really, like if I were ever to be caught in the middle of one, I really do think I might drop to the ground, go fetal, and start twitching. I, I, it weirds me. I thought about showing a video of an awkward one, and I can't do it. It gives me a headache and makes me nauseated, and i got to preach. So I, I can't do it, right? I can't do it. But here's the thing. Every once in a while, Every once in a while, there's one that's really, really cool. This video is a hair longer, but I think you'll like it. Watch this.
isn't that cool? Man, I've worn that thing out watching it. Oh, I love it. Hey, uh, it's, it's cool because it just keeps building and growing and growing, right? Uh, and pretty soon there's a multitude, right? There's a multitude there. And you got to know, listen, as cool as that thing is, that's got nothing on an, an angelic choir breaking out with the glory of the Lord shining. Like, that just had to be mind-blowing. Of course, this, y- you know this thing was planned, right? You know that wasn't spontaneous. Like, there wasn't some dude thinking, I'm going for a stroll through the city. I'm going to take my timpani today, right? Going to meet somebody on the plaza for lunch, bring my oboe. Like, this just doesn't happen, right? The other thing I liked about this is, did you see the little girl who put the coin in the hat and it all started, and she stood there the whole time. Did I do that? Right? And, and next time she tips a street musician, she's going to be wildly disappointed. Right? <laughs> she has unrealistic expectations from here on. That's a flash mob right there. Uh, and, and I think there's things we can draw on that. So I want to talk about what, what ingredients go into a flash mob. And there are a few of them. The first thing is there's an ordinary time and place. You've got to have that. And then secondly, it has to be interrupted by like a band or a choir. Third, that injects wonder and joy into the ordinary. Like, think, remember that video? Did you see the little kids start dancing? That was so cool. Listen, if that flash mob didn't happen, those kids didn't dance in the plaza that day. It injects wonder and joy into the ordinary. And then two other ingredients, it gets your attention. Oh, it'll get your attention. And it demands a response. For me, that's twitching. Right? But, but there's, there's some sort of response. It demands a response. Now remember, Christmas 2,000 years ago was the very first flash mob, and it had those ingredients. It was a very ordinary time and place. Shepherds were very ordinary people. And they were out in a the field they've used many times to pasture the, the stinky animals that they've had for a long time. It was just another night to them. It was a very ordinary time and place. But it got interrupted. Boom! And there was a multitude of heavenly hosts right there. And what it did is it injected wonder and joy into that ordinary field on that evening. Can you just imagine what that looked like? Listen, back in that time, no electricity, so there's no light pollution. Like when it's dark, it's dark, dark. It's pitch blackness. And all of a sudden, that that darkness is shattered And the glory of the Lord shines. And then there's this multitude of angels and they are singing glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Can you just take a moment and imagine what that would have sounded like? What that would have looked like? Well, of course that got the shepherd's attention. And yeah, it demanded a response from them. And they did respond. Let's look at the rest of the passage. Pick it up in verse 15. It says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. 
and the shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. All right, see, it demands a response. Did you notice what the shepherds did? Three things. They ran to Jesus, they worshiped him, and they went away changed. Like, if you look at the end there, they start their own flash mob. Like that, look, most flash mobs, I'm going to give you a tip, a little bit of etiquette, right? Don't join in. You're not supposed to join in, with one exception, the first one. The, this angelic flash mob, the expectation is that we join in on the worship with them. And so the shepherds went away changed, and they started singing on the way back. My point is this. Jesus wants to do a flash mob in your life. Jesus wants to flash mob your life this Christmas. Let's talk about a very ordinary time and place. Here are the ingredients, right? Jesus wants ordinary you. Real you. He doesn't want pretend you. He doesn't want religious you. He doesn't want fake you. He wants ordinary, real, messy you. And what he wants to do is interrupt your ordinary life. Listen, a shepherd's life was very hard. It was mundane and dirty and hard. Let me ask you a question. Has 2020 been hard? Yeah, it's been hard. Jesus wants to interrupt your hard life. And what he wants to do is that third bullet right there. He wants to inject your life with wonder and joy and awe. Listen, the God of the universe didn't thread the needle and pack himself into a little baby so that we could yawn. He wants to inject your life with wonder and joy. He threaded the needle for you. He came for you. And he wants to get your attention. Now, when it comes to getting your attention, I I just got to be honest with you. Like going to church twice a year on Christmas and Easter, that's really not getting your attention. Okay, but let me pause there because sometimes I'll bust your chops for that on Christmas and Easter. But, but, But let me be honest. I realize some of you are here right now Uh, because family invited you. It's probably mom, and she said, the only thing I want for Christmas is for you to go to church with me, right? And you thought you had an out because you could say corona. And she's got that guilt game, and you're here anyway, right? I get it. I get it. And so I just want to say thank you. You are honoring and respecting and loving your Christian relative by showing up, and so thank you for that. I get it. Here's a question for you, though. What if it's real? What if it's real? And really, for all of us, God wants to get our attention. He doesn't want your pretend religion. He doesn't want your self-righteous religion. He doesn't want your half-in, half-out religion. He wants your attention. He loves you. He came for you. He wants you. And it demands a response. Once he gets your attention, it demands a response. Now, you got to know, a yawn is a response. Going through the motions of religion Even for those of you who go to church every Sunday, going through the motions of religion, that's a response. Or ignoring Jesus while just doing whatever you want with your life, that's a response. None of those are the responses that God is seeking. Instead, do you remember what the shepherds did? Here it is again. They ran to Jesus, they worshiped him, and they went away changed. So what if, What if, in response to God doing a flash mob in your life this Christmas, what if you were to respond that way? What if you were to run to Jesus? I mean, like emotionally, in your heart, not to a religion, but to the Savior who loved you enough and had mercy in his eyes, so he ran to you. Would you run to him? 
And, and then secondly, what if this Christmas you were to worship him? Like, it wouldn't be about a tree in presence, but like, you would repent of your sin. I would do the same of my sin, my rebellion, my shame, everything that keeps me from him. And then I would worship the one who has phenomenal cosmic power and yet came for me. Would I worship him? Would you worship him and love him? And then thirdly, would you go away changed? Okay, so what if, what if 2021 is the year where you walk deeply with Jesus like you were intended to do? I can't promise you what 2021 is going to be like. Lord have mercy, I thought 2020 was going to be my year. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Uh, and so, so 2021, like it might be the same, it might be better, it might be worse. Regardless, what if it were the year that you walked deeply with Jesus like you were made to do? You go away changed this Christmas. I want you to think about that. What we're going to do now is we're going to continue in worship. I'm going to pray here in a moment. We're going to bring the band back out. We're so blessed by them sharing their gifts and talents to lead us in worship today. And, and we're just going to stay seated for a little bit and not sing. We're, we're going to listen to them sing hallelujah. Hallelujah is praise the Lord. Okay? And, and then they're going to call us to join in. Because remember, this flash mob's different. Most flash mobs, you're not supposed to join in. On this one, you're supposed to join in. And we're supposed to go away, change, and start singing too. So we're going to join in the worship here in just a moment. But first, let me pray. Father God, thank you very much that you had Jesus run to us, threading the needle, taking all of who you are, the great triune God, and packing that down into a little baby in a cradle in the dirt. Thank you for that, Father. Father, I pray that, that, that today, this Christmas, tomorrow even, you would, you would do a flash mob in our lives, that you would interrupt and invade our ordinary lives and inject it with joy and wonder, and that you would get our attention, and then we would respond. And we would run to you and worship you and go away changed. Would you do that in our lives, please? And I pray for that in Christ's name. Amen.